and welcome to NOLO Time, episode 70. My name is Ovid Bless and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's up, NOLO Time? Good to be with you here on another episode. Obed, it's always fun to jump on these episodes here. We're doing really good recently, so thank you guys for your listeners out there for sticking with us and sharing the word. Really uh, pleased with the, with the growth we've been having this year so far and look forward to all the cool stuff coming up. Absolutely. Episode 70, Joel. We're, man, it's like, where does time go? <laughs> I know. It's, and I love it. I mean, you and I were just talking about this today. We were saying, like, we actually feel like it's been a while since we recorded, even though we just did this last week. We, we love doing this so yeah. much. It's so much fun. It's a great passion, a great hobby of ours. And thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, it definitely feels longer. We've only been out for, you know, we, we try to do this, you know, either Wednesdays or Thursdays, uh, depending on how our... our our, our crazy schedule goes, but uh, we we try to get you guys at least you know uh, once a week. Oh, you know holidays, holidays coming up, Joel. So that's yeah. gonna be some. That's gonna be a a little bit different. We'll uh, we'll let you guys know if we're gonna be in or out or or whatever we're we're planning on doing. Uh, stay tuned. We're actually in two weeks, um, so that'll be on uh, on the week ending on the seventeenth. Yeah, uh, we are for for that week. We're planning to do a special uh, holiday gift guide episode, and we're just gonna throw out there some stuff that we like that we highly recommend that you get people you love during the holidays. So look forward uh, to it. It's gonna be special. Yeah, yeah. So we're planning to do something different, and um, and also in December we're planning to do some different stuff instead of just going with uh, our regular. Um, you know, news feed uh, sort of format that we have here. Uh, but Joel, what's up, man? Anything new that you've uh, been up to? Yeah, man, um, doing really good. I've uh, was able to binge watch more Daredevil. I'm actually one episode away from the final episode, and uh, I've really been enjoying it. Um, it's it's so different. Um, it's not trying to repeat the success of of the past. It's so different than season one. So different than season two. Even though you've got a returning character, Wilson Fisk. So I'm really enjoying it a lot. I look forward to seeing the final episode. Um, like even though you see stuff that's that you can tell, you know, some of the direction and they really take some strong cues from the Born Again storyline, like it's still a pleasantly unfolding and very entertaining to watch. And um, I, I recommend stay away from spoilers if you haven't seen it. So cause there's some cool stuff that happens towards the end um, that make it well worth it when you keep watching. Um, but with that being said, Obed. Uh, I, I I was reading uh, earlier this week some different articles suggesting, based off of some um, forecasters in the industry, that they do believe Jessica Jones and Daredevil are going to be following suit with the Netflix um, non renewals. Interesting, uh, per se. And, and I I've said it I said it you know last week, so I still see it happening. Um, I don't think it will be announced formally right away. But I definitely see this um, coming to a It's interesting. I can't wait to see the final episode, see how they leave it off. Yeah. But um, I can definitely see that this happening. I'm, I'm, if you realize I'm not using the word cancel, I'm simply saying the word not renewed. I, I just I think there's uh, there's going to be some, some stuff to come, like I mentioned last episode. If you didn't hear my thoughts on that, guys, make sure to check out last week's episode because we got into it in depth. But, but uh, yeah, I'm enjoying what I've seen so far. Yeah, I'm up to episode four. Four. So I did watch the uh, the jail sequence that you told me about. Amazing. That, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty intense. Uh, so I'm looking forward to over the weekend just uh, do some more of that Daredevil. 
definitely really good. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm assuming, Joe, because of how all this Marvel licensing was, you know, spread across multiple companies. Uh, I'm assuming that Disney protected these properties somehow. And I'm sure. yeah, most likely that this, this agreement was not in perpetuity. This was like, hey, you can go ahead and do this while we allow you to do it. And then, you know, at any time they can maybe just get it back. Um, and who's going to say no in that deal? They're Disney, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. They had a good run. They had a good run. So, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that Netflix, um, it's definitely expanding their um, uh, their horizons with properties and licensed properties, uh, which I'm going to talk about it right now. I mean, uh, Jill, I went ahead and watched, basically benched the entirety of uh, season two of Castlevania. I've talked about season one. Um, uh, I believe it was probably around a year ago. Um, cause, uh, I think season one came out and I, it was either a year, 10 months ago. Um, season two just dropped last week. Um, they're, they're not, they're easy watches cause they're like season one. It's only four episodes and, and they're half hour episodes and season two is eight episodes, half hour episodes. So really good. You know, it's, a, it's they're they're super easy watches. So I, I went ahead and watched the entirety of season two. Phenomenal, Jill. I really really liked it. And again, this is an animated series. Uh, executive producer is Eddie Chankar. Um, it, you know, he's involved with a bunch of other projects, which we're gonna tease. I'm actually gonna tease about it uh, pretty soon. But uh, it it's very good, Joel. Very very good. If you're a fan of, you know the games or if you don't know anything about the games it's one of those things that seriously joe this is probably the best video game adaptation wow on on anything wow. because it's fantastic um the animation's great music's great voice acting is outstanding um you know it's it's Man, it's so good. And again, I think I mentioned it the last time I talked about it, but this is like the best Dracula. This is like the best, um, I, I, I would not, not adaptation because it's not really an adaptation, um, but the best, um, uh, representation of Dracula and, and possibly, you know, since Bram Stoker's, you know, and uh, this, it's really, really good. Um, again, they really did a great job humanizing Dracula and um, and all the other characters, um, main characters as well. Uh, some terrible stuff happens. This is, I mean, it's it's intense. It's it's pretty it's pretty gory, and you know, definitely not for kids. Um, but but it's it's really good. Uh, animation's good. Uh, that you can definitely tell that the uh, they up the budget in, in some areas. Because uh, the, the color, it's brighter, um, some better effects. So, uh, and they just announced yesterday that it got renewed for season three. So, definitely looking forward to that. But, Joe, it's it's kind of like a slow burn at the beginning. You know, the first, uh, on season two. Season one's really quick, so everything happens really fast. Season two, they really spend a lot of time giving... Uh, this character's a lot more exposure and a lot, you know, a lot exploring more of the characters, and I really, really like that. And I'm not really gonna really spoil anything. Um, 
But if you if you're interested in watching and if you know anything about Castlevania, episode seven, Joe, about halfway through that episode, all the way to the end, I was in freaking tears, dude. I was in bloody tears. It was really good. Yeah, all right. All right. I'm not gonna spoil it. But it was, it was, it's oh, oh, I can imagine Obed <laughs> sitting at his couch, both sweating and crying at the same time. <laughs> uh, dude, uh, it was one of those things. It's like, but it, it wasn't like, like it wasn't man tears, right? It it wasn't you know, it, it wasn't man tears. It was like it was like I can't believe they actually adapted Castlevania and they're doing this and it actually works and it's awesome. I got really happy. It was like like happy tears. It was one of those. I mean, it wasn't Mufasa dies. You know, tears. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's man tears. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Yo, Simba came back, and and yeah, it was that. Yeah, <laughs> on a scale of Lion King. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it was, yeah. I mean, it was, it was like death or Simba's return. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah, Mufasa's t- Mufasa's death. It's uh, it's man tears. Uh, Simba returns. It's happy tears. So it was. It was. It was Simba's return right there. Nice. Nice. Uh, it was really good. Um. I I don't know who they convinced over at Konami for them to allow this to happen, but whoever you are, thank you. Um, and yeah, season three is coming out. Uh, and then on November sixteenth, Joel Adi Chankar teased. It's like I have another uh, very very popular Japanese uh, property that we're going to make a series out of. And and strong rumors is that this is a Zelda Legend of Zelda um, series. I, I doubt that this is gonna be you know adult oriented as as Castlevania. Uh, this is probably gonna be a more family friendly uh, adaptation. But if this is true, I am definitely that, looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, that that'd be really huge. Um, because that was, wasn't uh, Zelda the one of the first releases on Switch when they when they brought Switch out. Oh, that's a, um, yeah. So it's, it was a day one. Yeah, it was a day one. Yes. Yeah, so I, I mean, like, there's so much like hype consistently with Zelda. It's not yeah. even like it's and, died down or something. Like, yeah, it, it, it just yeah. And, and the Legend of Zelda has a lot of lore. Um, it, you can definitely you can. Oh man, you can you can actually pick. It's like pick a game, right? And you can you know make an adaptation of any of the games, and and it, it, each game has uh, such deep deep lore and a very rich world and a rich story. You know, I would be happy like if they adapt Link to the Past, which is one of my favorite games of all time. I'll, I'll be super excited if it's based on that. Uh, but even if it's based on Ocarina Time or even uh, the original Legend of Zelda, I'm I'm gonna be excited. But it's probably gonna have uh, it's got probably going to be one of the stories with with a little bit, a little bit more meat on it. So uh, I'm hoping that that's the case. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I got, man. Castlevania on Netflix, highly recommended. Uh, if you're into you know like legit vampire stuff, not that Twilight sparkly thing. Um, it, this is like bringing vampires back. Um, and there's like a few lines they here and there that are that are you know. That are like Dark Knight Rises level of lines. It's like you know we we we've always like on a weekly basis we joke around Bane in the office, right? Seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it does have some lines that are like yeah, this is this is like Bane level of lines right here. It's really good. It's really well written. Uh, so I highly recommend it. Oh, that's cool stuff. Yeah. 
uh joel real quick before we we jump into uh, uh the uh, uh bulk of our news just a quick update we talked briefly or you know, not briefly we we did talk talk about it at length um but we talked about some of the changes that disney is or lucasfilm is um doing with their upcoming lineup of movies and uh the this week they they confirmed 100 percent that uh the boba fett movie is pretty much done um i guess that on the uh non on the casual fan side of things there was confusions there, there was there was some confusion and uh, uh, you know to they they thought that the mandalorian was the boba fett thing that they were doing and it's not it's totally different it's something completely different this is the uh i, I believe it was the james mangle that was attached to this project yes yeah, he was yeah yep so uh this it's canceled so it's not gonna happen um yeah rp boba fett you did die in the sarlacc pit yeah, I think uh, you know, I think with what they were doing in Solo, you can tell that was like old regime plan kind of stuff going on there, and whatever shakeup's been going on within Lucasfilm, which I expect us to hear around Star Wars Celebration next year, some some concrete plans on what their future is, because everything we say now, whether we talk about Obi Wan or or anything after you know the 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 Ryan Johnson trilogy, any of those things, at this point, based off everything Kathleen said, is all pure hearsay and speculation because they just there's no clear cut in front of the camera this is our plans it's just been a lot of rumors we've been reading and the last rumor we heard is like everything's on pause so after we get through this uh episode nine um coming out christmas next year uh, we don't know what to expect but i think come celebration we'll get a timeline R.I.P. Boba Fett. It's not the movie I asked for, anyways. So I never, yeah, I never asked for okay, it. I'm okay, guys. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people are like, "Oh my God, Boba Fett is so great. He deserves his own movie." Uh, I was like, I mean, to me, to me, Boba Fett was like, oh, yeah, he was he was a good, cool character." But do I want to see a movie about Boba Fett? No. Did I want to see a movie about Solo? No, not really either. So yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, but I would. Let me put this this way: I would rather have a Solo movie than I would have had a Boba Fett. Movie. Oh, absolutely. So I'm actually, I'm okay with what happened. And no shade, but a lot of people I speak to that talk about the the Boba Fett. Oh, I want this Boba Fett movie. Like, they can't give you any solid reasons why this character is so fascinating, aside of that, like, oh, it'd be cool if. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's that's how Star so Wars is all together, anyways, right? It's, it's all fandom and all that stuff. There's books for that, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, that's an update on that. But Joel, um, this week we got some big news from Marvel: Falcon, Winter Soldier. Apparently, they're having a uh, a series together uh, on the new Disney streaming platform. Tell us more about that, man. Yeah, so word on the street is it's a six to eight uh, episode mini short series uh, going on with, like you just said, Falcon and Winter Soldier. This is coming up from Variety, if I'm not mistaken. Um, some reputable sources out there saying, hey, this thing's happening, so I believe it to be true. And it also follows suit with the news that we had heard earlier on. We talked about what the one of our prior episodes about the whole uh, Scarlet Witch and Tom Hilton, uh, Loki uh, standalone uh, series. But with both of those, they were clearly um, putting out there saying that the original actors were going to be returning, Tom Hiddleston and Elizabeth Olsen in their roles, which is amazing because that's just like... <laughs> Not the kind of stuff we usually see translate from big screen to small screen. That that's a big jump there. 
Um, and, and those are also some big respectable actors that that's a big deal. But with this story, there's no confirmation or said that these original actors would return. They're just why it's all um, you can tell there's definitely a leak that happened because Disney's probably in negotiations for this right now with these guys and the reps to make it happen. Couple interesting takeaways from this. The whole thing of Winter Soldier specifically and Falcon in this matter makes me wonder about the future of Captain America in the MCU because you and I run into the impression uh, Cap's probably going to bite the dust in Infinity War, especially with the tweet that Chris Evans put out there. So I was under the assumption that, well, maybe Sebastian Stan's going to pick up the shield and and be Captain America. Well, that's happening then Winter Soldier is no more. So if they're having a Winter Soldier Falcon show, then that to me is all putting stuff together is just saying that that he's not picking up the shield. Something else is going on there completely different that, that we're not maybe thinking about right now. So Infinity War will be – not Infinity War. The sequel to Infinity War, the fourth Avengers movie, is going to be very interesting. <laughs> right, probably Annihilation. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. 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 I I, I want to see what the timeline for these movies are. I mean, I'm assuming that this um, not movies but series. I'm assuming that this is taking place after uh, the events of the next Avengers movie. Um, yeah, I mean, because we we speculated on it. We we thought about it. It's like, hey, maybe you know, Bucky will get the shield at the end of the next Avengers movie, and you know, he'll carry on. But if this is the case, you know, maybe it's a you know. Uh, Bucky Falcon thing where you know they're trying to figure out who who should have the shield and that could be interesting yeah I, I we I don't know how to take it that's why I thought that was the most interesting tidbit out of this is the both of them because if it was just a Winter Soldier thing you say yeah. oh well maybe the Falcon's gonna become Cap yep. or it was just a Falcon thing go the other way so it is interesting in that regards the other thing about it Obed is Wow, a lot of shows <laughs> that's going to be coming on this thing. I already know, like we talked before, it's going to be a day one sign up. But, Obed, you, start, you heard the remarks from Bob Iger saying that this is going, the service is going to be substantially, substantially lower in cost than a Netflix subscription. How is that possible? So this is going to be like a, like a Crunchyroll type of deal then? It's like seven bucks? I mean, that would be because Netflix is what? I mean, I pay 15 for Netflix because I have the 4K package. Okay. Well, most uh, people or, probably you know, do 14 the $10 plus package. Tax, whatever. Yeah. yeah, probably most people do the, the $10 and package. Yep. If it's going to be substantial, if there, if he's saying that this is substantially less than Netflix, um, this has to be compared to probably the $10 package. So maybe a seven, you know, six ninety nine thing. Somewhere, somewhere between the five to ten dollar range, somewhere in the middle there, probably. But yeah. I mean, Obed, I don't know how they're going to be doing this, but I guess Disney knows we're going to make so much money. It, it does just get everyone in early. Uh, yeah, yeah. Plus, that's counting with they're probably going to have some, you know, free month. You know, when you just sign up, get a free month, and then you know, just pay whatever whatever fee is for the for the rest. That that's. Wow, I didn't hear about that. That's yep, surprising. Bob saying it, yeah. Surprising and exciting because I'm I'm pretty excited for this product, Joel, to yeah, be I honest agree. with you. Yeah. Especially with all the content that's going to be all new content plus you know bringing in the Disney library. Um absolutely. Um they they won't sign up for me, man. I, again, they're in it to win it. It's like, "Oh, Titans, that that's cute." 
here you go. It's like Winter Soldier and Falcon, which are the two of the most popular um, characters right now in the MCU. <laughs> Just here you go, have a series. And <laughs> man, talk about, yeah, they don't they they don't play around. And they're pulling out the the bazookas. Oh yeah, yeah. They they yeah, uh, they're uh, they're they're uh, <laughs> they're very well equipped, sir. Very they're well. They're bringing equipped. chess to everybody's checkers. <laughs> they're upping the game. That's right. They're they're bringing they're bringing their their iPad Pros to the to their Xbox ones. Oh, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But Joe, before we <laughs> before we talk about the iPad Pro, um, <laughs> um, Birds of Prey, um, it's gonna happen, right? Uh, one of the DC movies that it's not coming out next year. <laughs> Um, but they do have uh, they do have a villain, and they announced it today. Um, so sort of breaking news, but Ian McGregor is gonna be playing Black Mask on Birds of Prey. Uh, I'm excited because I really like Ian McGregor. Yeah, it's a great casting choice since Star Wars. Uh, you know, <laughs> suit from his you know prequel performances. I thought he was the best piece of the prequels and. And that's uh, by far. So uh, I'm I'm really happy to see him continue his acting. I even saw him because I love the guy. I love his acting. You know, um, so I saw him even in Christopher Robin, and he did a great job in that movie. So I mean, I- I'm definitely on board with this casting choice. Black Mask, interesting. Uh, I told you a bit. I was surprised they didn't make Poison Ivy the the big bad of this, or yeah. maybe she is. I but I mean, could be he's under the law. I don't know. But uh, but I I don't know. It's interesting. But if you're getting Ian McGregor, it's probably gonna be a pretty big role in the show in the, in the movie. And 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 I think this movie then takes a notch up in quality by adding someone like him to to the cast. And it also shows to me, Obed, the um, the good influence that Margot Robbie's having um, probably on this production to bring in another big name. I know this is her um, company that the production team that's actually putting together this this uh, movie and producing it. So. Pretty good news coming out of it. I mean, I've not been high on Birds of Prey. I've spoken probably negatively on the show about it, but because it wasn't funny. something what? that we that we wasn't we weren't expecting it. Right? We weren't asking it exactly. Yeah, we weren't asking for it. Uh, earlier this week, was it this week that you showed me a picture of the actress that's playing Catwoman? Yes, the Catwoman that she dressed yeah. up as Catwoman for uh, for Halloween. Yeah, and that look and that look good. I mean, yeah. it's I mean, and that was just a, a a costume. I'm assuming that hopefully DC <laughs> or Warner can actually come up with a better, you know, with a with a more elaborate costume. Yeah. yeah. In this case, uh, it, it's man, it's so interesting to see how um all this Warner things playing out right now in on DC because we saw during the Dark Knight trilogy um, those costumes were pretty good you know uh, overall uh, they were all very grounded so that was fine um, but even going back to the to Batman Returns with uh, Michael Keaton and you know uh, when F- Michelle Pfeiffer played Catwoman that costume was really good uh, it was different because it was some it was very raw it was something that she made out of the uh, out of a coat and 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 it, it, and you know her her claws were basically needles and you know it was pretty good uh it was very creative so i'm hoping that 
whoever's doing the costuming for this movie uh, puts on their creative juices and comes up with a, a very decent Catwoman costume. So, yeah, I, I think this could be you know could be a lot more different than we saw with Suicide Squad. Like just totally costume mm-hmm. acting everything. I I I'm curious to see. It's not a David Ayer movie. This is Zack Snyder's out of this picture. You know. It's going to be one of the – between this and Aquaman, we're going to see, like, the actual differences of post, um, you know, Zack Snyder and all this and the changes of the, the DC universe. So maybe it'll yeah. be a good thing. We'll see. Yeah, I think, I think Aquaman's going to be a defining moment for, for, the, for the DC movies. Um, they need to they, be great. Yeah, it needs to be great. It definitely needs to be great. Uh, it looks – from what I've seen, it looks very, very promising – so I'm I'm excited about it. So we'll see we'll see how it pans out. For sure. Yeah. Uh Joe, let's go ahead and jump into tech news. Uh as I was jabbing the Xbox there for a second. Um but uh Apple had an event this week and uh they unveiled a few things that were of interest. Uh of course, uh, a new Mac Mini that's we can put that to the side. Um, <laughs> um, the new MacBook Air, uh, I think that the changes they made uh, make sense. And this uh, update to this line was long overdue because uh, they are very decent computers. I mean, they have decent power, uh, portability, and, you know, uh, they look good. So they were very popular out with, uh, with the uh, general public. So... Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I was happy to see that. I was happy to see that this line was updated and um, uh, given the refresh it deserved. Uh, but the to me, Joe, showstopper without a question. Because I was texting you as this was happening. Um, and then I called you after something happened during this uh, presentation. Uh, and it was the iPad Pro. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a big tech guy. I haven't been super, super crazy about Apple stuff. Um, you know, I, I I do have an iPhone, but, you know, because it's, to be honest with you, it just works. And that's, uh, I'm a point in my life that is like, I don't want to finagle with things. So it's like, I just want things that work and I don't have to, you know, mess around with settings and that's it. Um, so it's a. Uh, it's it it just works worse for me. Um, um you know, uh, before that I had Android for you know six seven years or whatever. Um, but but I'm I'm you know so far I'm pretty happy with my iPhone. Um, and I do have an iPad which I got at the same time uh, that I got my iPhone. I was looking for a tablet, so that makes sense to go ahead and get that. I before that I had a Nexus a Nexus Seven that died on me, so um you know made that transition as well. And uh, they've worked both been working pretty good, so I'm happy with them. Uh, but then Apple went ahead and, and came out with this thing, dude. And I am very, very impressed. Uh, I think, to be honest with you, it is one of the best pieces of hardware that I've seen in man, since the PS4, probably. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. if you, if you want to say, you know, pieces of hardware, counting the PS4 as a piece of hardware. Uh, of course, the iPad Pro is more of a productivity tool, uh, but it does work for gaming, as it showed. Exactly, exactly. I think when they pulled out the stats and showing us from, 
you know, for those who, who like us who understand the hardware involved with with this uh, with this device, and then also showing to people who maybe don't know what they really mean when they're talking about more power and what does all this stuff mean, they, they start bring comparisons uh, and their presentation showing us of this thing is more powerful than 92, 93% of the laptops on the market right now. And that's a true statement. Yeah. Looking at what they showed, they actually showed us these specs, and I'm saying, okay, like obviously it's priced a lot higher than these than your typical laptop. You're gonna go and buy Acer or something, right? But with that being said, I think it's it's deserving of the value that it has when you yeah. start going into um, the functionality that 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 this device has. I I can see this being a hot seller takes the iPad Pro the next level and and I'm not been crazy about the iPad. I'm not against it, but it's just I always thought it was just a nice companion, but you have your iPhone, you don't have to have an iPad or that was always my kind of mentality, but this looks like it can be a real replacement to what I would do commonly with my laptop for um common laptop needs of of typical browsing and whatnot. So I think you know, and we, we even talk, joked about it here. We said we probably could run our whole podcast off of the, these iPads. Because Seriously. Because the kind of power that, that we're talking about. SUSB-C has the power to, you know, uh, run all the apps that you need to run something decent out of it. So, um, you know, it's it has all the functionality that, that people always wanted from an iPad. It has it. And yeah, more. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So, uh, yeah, very excited about that piece of hardware. Uh, very impressive, too. It actually uh, proves that it could, you know, run games. Uh, so the uh, the guys from uh, 2K were there. Uh, they showed NBA 2K19 on it, running at a higher resolution and a higher frame rate that it does on the Switch. That, I mean, uh, granted, the device costs twice, a little over twice uh, more than the Switch, but... It, it is delivering on on that uh you know on that quality on that power so uh very interesting stuff that i saw there uh a very interesting comparison when they, of course they are not the same type of device so having that comparison was was a little weird but it was great though uh, when they said that they have um the graphics uh they they have the, the same graphical fidelity or graphical quality as an Xbox One S uh, on a device that's ninety four percent smaller, and uh, when I when that when they said that, I grabbed my phone and I called you, and you were like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" Yeah, it was it was really it was a really great, great moment though. It was, it was really I good. I'm so glad you called me right away because I was literally and verbally when I thought I verbally said your name, I was like, "Oh god, <laughs> oh my god!" Oh. They made the Xbox comparison. Yeah, they they did. I mean, they, uh, of course, you're not gonna be, you know, uh, it, it's not a, it's not a fair comparison. You're comparing a a mobile device. They're just um, referring to the amount of power. Of course, the Xbox One S is uh, you know almost gonna be five. It's gonna be five years old in a couple of weeks. So uh, it's a five year old device at this point. So yes, we do expect that sort of graphical leap from. Uh, uh, from you know five years on, it's like you know the Switch is, uh, if I'm not wrong, slightly more powerful than than a PS3, 
So it's actually even slightly more powerful than a Wii U. Tech on paper, the Wii U was supposed to be more powerful than the PS3, but they never showed uh, what it was capable of doing. Uh, but it, 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 you know, again on paper, the the, the Switch is, and, and it's a portable device. It is, you know, uh, more powerful than than PS3 and a 360. So, and you're counting, you know, what uh, seven, eight year difference maybe around so uh probably more you know so you would expect this sort of graphical leaps and 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 leaps in performance but uh i I thought that jab was pretty uh was pretty cute (laughs) literally their wording because i pulled it up is that it performs better graphically than xbox one s yeah so yeah it it is a bold statement they showed it to us and it looked good it looked, yeah, uh, they they proved it that it actually looked looked good. So price at seven ninety nine for the eleven inch and a thousand starting price, I should say rather, mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, twelve inch. Yep, and that's on sixty four bit. Goes up to a terabyte. Uh, terabyte, I think, is like fifteen forty nine and seventeen forty nine. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it could it definitely gets expensive. It's it's up there with a. You know, high quality laptop, but you know, it's a it's a it's a very compelling device. I am I am very interested uh, on this one. Yeah, for real. Uh, And speaking of mobile devices, Joel, uh, Microsoft um, showed a concept of a an Xbox type adapter or controller adapter for mobile devices. So uh, I think this is probably designed to go more hand in hand with the project x cloud um but as far as controllers go for mobile devices or attachments to mobile devices so uh technically this would attach to both ends of say a phone or you know a surface or an ipad uh, and then you will use physical buttons to play video games on a mobile device so i think that if there's any company out there that can actually do this well is Microsoft. So I'm actually glad they're doing it because if they if they if they're going to have a, you know, have a compelling product on that project X Cloud that's supposed to be available on everything, um they definitely need a good um input device uh, and not use the touchscreen because touchscreen for gaming is terrible. So. Yeah, I, I'm. I like it too. I, I I like this news. I like hearing um, this being in development. I think the mobile market is something that you always will have being brought up. All oh, the power of your phone can you know is going to take over the consoles, and you always see these kind of conversations and whatever, right? And that's a debate for another <laughs> podcast. But you know, seeing um, that Microsoft is is trying to bring a console feel on your phone by just having this controller. Uh, adapter kind of piece it's a good i think it's a good move i think it's 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 a nice place to put themselves where there's not much competition or really none at that place so giving something there that that's different and unique and innovative Mm -hmm. yeah it's a great way to expand the brand yeah i can't remember if steel series does something similar i know that they do have a like a standalone they have a standalone bluetooth controller that you're going to use on pc and ios devices but i'm not sure if they do that sort of like snap to both ends kind of like the switch like the joy cons on the side of a mobile device 
Uh, I've seen it before because I know that there's another company that does them. Um, but but if there's a company that, that can actually do it really, really well, it's probably Microsoft. Um, I, I think the Xbox One controller is very well designed. Uh, I like, yeah, I like those buttons. I like those triggers. Uh, I like the sticks. Uh, I just like the the overall weight and feel of the controller. Uh, you know, I, I if I if you give me a PS4 controller and an Xbox One controller, um, I would be comfortable with with both of them. Um, I really don't see any issues with that controller. I think it's very well designed and very appealing. Um, so to adapt something like that on a mobile device, I think it would make sense. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, if it's gonna make gaming better on mobile, why not, man? I agree. I agree. I'm I'm all for it, and I mean, it's I mean, it's not for someone like me. I I don't play games like that on my phone, but still think it's a great place to to squeeze themselves into for for uh, more spreading the Microsoft Xbox news out in the market. Maybe young people, you know, there might be something that they might be able to get for pretty cheap and, and get into it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't fully know who this product's for, but I'd be curious to see how well it performs. I think that if uh, mobile gaming has been, you know, getting better, um, arguably getting better. I mean, we no longer see, uh, we, we still see a lot of, you know, trash out there on, on, on mobile markets, but, but, you know, in all of that trash, there's always good stuff. Um, so, you know, a great example, again, was, you know, uh, 2K with that presentation they had at the um, at the Apple event. So, you know, having an iPad Pro with this sort of device or controller adapter on it and, you know, use it for mobile gaming, that, that, would, that would be pretty sweet, actually. Yeah. Uh, problem is actually getting good games on iOS, <laughs> you know, other other than you know two K and your usual games. Um, that's that's always a, a big issue where, you know, you unfortunately don't get a full version of say Street Fighter. Uh, you get like a like a condensed mobile version of Street Fighter Four or Street Fighter Cross Tekken or something like that. That doesn't play well. It doesn't look great. Um, so I think that I think that iOS right now, um, with you know the iPad Pro, and maybe next year when the regular iPad gets revision, um, I, I think that developers and publishers should be looking into porting full size games on iOS. That's my opinion um, because the sort the hardware absolutely supports it so um i think that would be a good idea not only you know have your you know star wars battle card racers from ea and that you have to you know buy your little cards and the game play itself uh you can have something a little more intricate you can maybe port battlefront to like ios you know and have a full battlefront experience on on a handheld device that would be a great idea but hey you know what I'm not in the gaming industry, so. <laughs> but there's a free idea for you guys. Go ahead. That was a very good F idea. Feel free. <laughs> Just tag um, it all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and speaking of gaming and uh, and uh, uh, milestones, Joe, um, PS4 actually surpassed lifetime sales of the PS3. Uh, this week was announced that it hit 
uh, 85 million units sold, and that's surpassing the estimated um, 84.5 million that they had sold with the PS3. And um, if they outsold the PS3, that means that they also outsold the, the 360 because um, they were in a virtual tie. So um, this is big news, Joe. Uh, only four, um, around, you know, almost five years later. Um, but for the PS3, it took nine years to get to that point. So, um, you know, of course... The market was very different back then. We were in a, you know, economic, you know, downturn and recession. But at the same time, it proved that um, people are hungry for video games. And, um, you know, these things are, are selling great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, I mean, you're passing, you're passing this big milestone. But at the same time, it's a situation where you could say and counting. I mean, we still don't have a solid release date for PlayStation 5, so we can't act like the PS4 is dying anytime soon because we just don't have that date in front of us yet or timeline, um, even announcements. So PS4 is going to continue to sell well. We've got the holidays coming now. It's going to be another big one. Uh, I don't want to get to because I know we're going to get into our, our episode special later on talking about some sales and whatnot, but there's going to be yeah. some significant PS4 sales going on. I, I, I think it's going to sell like crazy again. Um, I'm happy to see that something that is a genuinely good console do well. It'd be different. We were talking about something that, you know, had ups and downs, but really it's been a whole lot of ups and very little lows. Um, it's, it's been a very, uh, maybe none. I mean, it's just, it's just been, uh, so well received by the market and so well received by developers, uh, and it's delivering to us what they promised, uh, both a good console that runs a lot of great games and uh i'm happy with with my ps4 and i i can keep playing this for a long time i mean i'm just very happy with this console yeah yeah definitely me too uh it's something interesting too joel and i think i mentioned it on the podcast but um there was an article that came out a couple months ago by um i think it was nikkei um they were interviewing uh kenishiro yoshida the new uh, ceo of sony and he was saying that they're expecting uh, PS4 sales to slow down towards the end of the year. And they actually, there's there was an article from, uh, I think, Engadget this, Engadget this week saying that sales are actually accelerating. That's the opposite. It's like, people are, I mean, it's Spider-Man, bro. That Spider-Man was huge. You don't tell me twice. <laughs> I love Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, speaking of, of that, uh, Jill, uh, we talked about Red Dead last week, but Red Dead did come out last Friday. We just want to acknowledge that, um, you know, two rave reviews, um, I, th- I think is like up there with God of War with like best review game of the year, probably even better right now. Um, again, not my cup of tea, but I know that those guys are doing well. Uh, but um, the reason I'm mentioning it is because it made $750 million in three days, which is the most of any um, uh, entertainment thing ever in three days made. So like surpassing Great. Avengers, surpassing everything, Star Wars and all that. So That's crazy. Like you got your Grand Theft Autos and your Red Dead Redemptions. Like these are not stuff for me, but man, like people love it so it's they're doing it they're obviously doing well for people to keep playing you know yeah yeah um you know uh kudos to those guys uh you know again they work hard 
<laughs> to make that game happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, you really are. And then, uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, it's it's rumored that, you know, the staff was around 2,000 people wow. um, that were working on this game for around eight years, you know, from concept to release. And, uh, and the online's not even out. So, you know, that's coming up. That's coming out later, um, uh, I believe, earlier next year. Uh, early next year. So... Uh, we'll we'll see when that comes out and and how that does. Uh, but Joe, the uh, last bit of news that I have here is that um, we got the official list of the twenty games that are gonna be coming out for the PlayStation Classic, and uh, I'm gonna go over through this list, Joe, and uh, and after we're done, uh, we're going to discuss and see what we uh, so you guys can. Uh, hear our, our opinion on on what this uh, what we think about this list and uh let's go ahead and do that so battle arena, arena toshinden cool borders 2 destruction derby final fantasy 7 the original grand theft auto intelligent cube jumping flash middle year solid mr driller oddworld apes odyssey rayman resident evil director's cut revelations persona rich racer type 4 Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, and Wild Arms. Um, I played most of these games, Joel. Um, I don't think this product is for me. <laughs> um, that being said, I don't think this is a... This, uh, by no means, I, I think this list is bad. Uh, because there are so many great playstation one games it's a shame that they're not gonna have a you know online functionality or a feature where you can actually download more games but i think the list is solid is this device for me um not not really i mean i'm not i'm not into you know too big into collecting i do collect things that i like um i do like this package i you know i like the box i like the the design of of the console itself um but i don't i don't feel that this is the right product for someone like me um what what do you think joe yeah i i i don't need it either but i like the list i don't love it but i like it i think i mean obviously ridge racer made it to my list of my favorite games so i love that that that's on there um yeah a lot of these games i've played as well but because uh, PS One was is, is uh, was you know, one of one of my favorite consoles as well. I mean, I'm shoot, I've had I have all the PlayStation consoles except for PS Vita. So PlayStation Classic, it's a nice nostalgia you know item on the market, but um, it's not enough to make me have to go back. I mean, think about how many of these games um, that are that were on PlayStation One um, became remastered. We're talking like Crash Bandicoot, for example. Like, there's no need for me to get this, and it's not it's not even on. But, um, but it makes sense why it's not there because it's been remastered. You might as well just buy it on your PS4, right? So, it's it's a uh, it's a good value. It's a nice piece. Um, if you're you're feeling nostalgic, go get it. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to say it's a bad thing to buy. I think you should go ahead and buy it if you if you like like the stuff. But yeah. It just would be collecting dust for me, and that's that'd be a shame. <laughs> yeah, no, I I feel the same way. Um, with so many great games coming out early next year, um, so many great games that are out right now, um, I think that you know just a it, just a product itself is not for me. 
I just want to point out a, a couple of really interesting things, Joe, from this list, and uh, and it's a uh, they're including the first Persona game here, Revelations Persona, which is super obscure, um, a very very obscure game. Um, you know, Persona didn't uh, achieve ma you know po mass popularity until. Uh, Persona 3 and that was in Japan um, over here the game was still sort of obscure um, but it did uh, attain you know obtain I should say uh, uh, you know popularity with Persona 4 so uh, the first game I mean it's a uh, it's it's an interesting choice for me um, I think the only the only three games that I haven't played out of this list is you know, I haven't played the original Persona. I haven't played um, Wild Arms, and I haven't played Intelligent Cube. Everything else I've played, it you know, like I said, the list is it's it's fine. Ballerina um, Toshinden is an interesting one too, Joel, because the game's not good. Um, I actually had the sat the Saturn version because um, I didn't have a PS One back then, but I did have. Uh, they released a Sega Saturn version that had expanded content over the PS1 uh, version. It had a, a full story mode. It had two extra characters. Um, but I don't think this game is good. Uh, I think it's they're used. They're, it's probably there because it was the tech demo for PS1. It was the game that was running on KB Toys when PS1 was out, and you know it was it was a release title alongside Destruction Derby. Um, interesting that there's no wipeout. Um, oh yeah, I, I would, yeah. I would have liked to see a wipeout. Uh, of course, there's no Gran Turismo, probably because of music licensing, car licensing. You know, there's licensing issues there. Same thing with a game like Tony Hawk. A lot of people are like, oh, bring Tony Hawk back. Like, there's licensed music, licensed, you know, skateboard brands and all that. So you need to re-up licensing. It's probably not worth the money. Um, they, they, if I would have included more stuff in there, uh, but you know, 20 games, I guess it's okay. Um, Metal Gear, I, I guess that's, that's the, uh, other than, than a PS3 right now, um, that this is probably the only place that you can play Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid. It's, uh, I know, I know it's a you like that one. I, I have it on, on PS1. Yep. I have my PS1 version of it and I'm I'm fine. I can play it on my PS3. I'm good. Nice. Yeah. But, you know, it's a uh, it's 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 one of those things that's like if you want to play Metal Gear Solid right now, you either buy it on PS3 and if you don't have a PS3, this would probably be the only other option. But I it's like uh, to to this day, Joel, it's mind-boggling that Sony has not put PS1 classics on PS4. I don't I really don't know. Yeah, maybe they're saving that for PS5 still doesn't make sense. Yeah, but I mean, uh, they why? Uh, I think I think PS5 is going to have a lot of backwards compatibility stuff on it for sure with PS4 right out of the box. Um I'm not sure how they're going to handle PS3 if at all they're going to do it. Um but they they should definitely add that option to at least have your PS1 games cuz I have PS1 games that I have um on the on my Vita and you know I don't want to turn on my PS3 just to play a PS1 and I can play it on the Vita uh but if I have it on PS4 I may play it on PS4 um it, it's it's kind of crazy because a lot of those games are actually coming back with you know bundles or remasters like like Symphony of the Night came out last week with a 
you know, uh, Castlevania Requiem, uh, Mega Man X for, you know, came out and, and, you know, uh, on, uh, on the Mega Man X collection that came out recently. So a lot of those games, um, are available on modern consoles, um, in, in a certain way. Uh, I think Symphony of the Night is available on Xbox One through backwards compatibility with the Xbox Live Arcade version um, that came out for the 360. So, uh, man, I think Sony should do a better job as, you know, uh, on on having these classics on their platforms. It's just, it's mind-boggling at this point, they, man. They probably withheld it just for this time. Uh, but, I mean, they should, they should do it. It's... it's yeah, you should ask, you know, it's, it's, instead of asking, you know, why, just say why not, and just put it out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's interesting, it's an interesting li- list, um, I, I don't have the Japanese list in front of me, Joel, but it's, um, it's very different. Um, it does have some of the same games, but it's very RPG heavy, like it does have Ark the Lad, uh, front mission, so it does have a lot of games that are not on this on this list, uh, and it's very very RPG heavy. Um, so it's a it's a it's a compelling device if you're looking to do you know some retro stuff. Um, it's uh, I think it's pretty good in my opinion. If you're going to buy a retro device or you know a, a plug and play retro device uh, for Christmas, go with the SNES. Okay. Um, that's it's a that's a, that's my sneak sneak peek for the holiday gift guide. Yeah, it's gonna be a special. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, Joel, that's that's what I got, man. Uh, unless you have anything else, it's uh, let's bring this thing home. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to us here on No Low Time. We really appreciate it. We want to make sure you stay connected with us. So go ahead and give us a follow on social media at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Uh, there you can be connected, especially when we post about our latest episodes. And another way, of course, very important, is once you subscribe to our show. So go ahead and subscribe to us on podcast via iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. That way you can get uh, notified right away when our latest episodes drop. Also subscribe to our, our video version on YouTube and go ahead and give us a like. If you're an iTunes subscriber, if you could drop us a review, we always would sincerely appreciate it. Big thumbs up to you guys. And then also, we want to make sure you also can send your feedback to us, right? We're so welcoming and, and appreciative of hearing from you all. And when you do reach out, go ahead and shoot an email to nolowtime at gmail.com. That's nolowtime at gmail.com. Guys, thank you so much. And we look forward to talking with you more about this awesome stuff here in No Low Time. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you again next week. <laughs>